Hi listeners, welcome to Risk Talk channel. This is your host and instructor Farooq Khan with the first episode of CRM Recap Podcasts. This podcast series for CRM course recap is intended for CRM program participants at the University of Toronto. These recaps provide a quick refresher of the course chapters studied in class with focus on important concepts that either form basis of the upcoming class or are generally important in risk management profession. So in the first class we discussed various risk management concepts, mostly basics but some important terminology. Starting with risk appetite versus risk tolerance, a simple concept that confuses many risk learners. While risk appetite is about the pursuit of risk, risk tolerance is about what an organization can actually cope with. Let me explain in more general terms. Risk appetite is high level and subjective description of the degree of acceptable risk for someone. It is an internal tendency like that of hunger and impacts our risk-taking behavior. Just like we cannot measure hunger, we cannot possibly measure risk appetite. During a risk identification process, when we interview people, we hear from them, we love taking risks. We were able to grow just because of our risk-taking attitude. Such people rank among those who have high risk appetite. On the other hand, if you hear people saying, we need to ensure that the product team takes on all commitments, we do not want to confront a situation where stakeholder interest is at risk, we want to play safe, these are the people with low risk appetite. Risk tolerance is usually the degree or total amount of risk that an organization will withstand. It is more specific and many times expressed quantitatively and is measurable. We also studied that different types of risks require different identification techniques. It all depends upon the complexity of the operation and the people, equipment, procedure and the physical and regulatory environment involved. One important risk analysis technique involving brainstorming is Delphi technique. It is widely used and accepted method for gathering data from respondents within their domain of expertise using questionnaire. The technique is designed as a group communication process which aims to achieve a consensus on a specific real-world issue. The Delphi process has been used in various fields of study such as program planning, needs assessment, policy determination and resource utilization. A team is formed to select the panel of experts and to monitor the process. The team sends the experts a semi-structured questionnaire which the experts respond to anonymously. The team then collates the panel's responses and sends a summary report to the panel. This process is continued until a consensus opinion is reached. For more complex risks, the identification may involve use of cause and effect analysis that identifies the possible causes for an event or problem. This technique uses a formal approach to examining all of the possible causes and sub-causes for a given issue. Two examples of such analysis we talked about were fishbone diagram and five whys analysis. The final category of risk identification techniques that we talked about was looking at risk from failure perspective. 
These are used for even more complex situations involving multi-stage procedures or processes requiring expert opinion from a diverse team of subject matter experts. First example of failure analysis is creating HAZOP. The HAZOP technique uses a team of specialists from different operational areas to study a process or procedure to examine how the deviation from the actual intent can result in a hazard. An important feature of HAZOP analysis is the use of guide words in describing type of failure. HAZOP analysis is more practiced in manufacturing where failures can result in injuries and property damage. The main objective of HAZOPS is to ensure there is no possible hazard unidentified. Another type of failure analysis is FMEA that intends to evaluate the impact of single equipment failure or human error. In FMEA, the cause of the failure is not specifically considered. Towards the end of the chapter, we also studied about accident analysis techniques. These are essentially the techniques that explain why and how accidents happen. I hope as a risk manager, you can understand the importance of mastering these techniques. The first one was domino theory that is predominantly applied only to accidents within human control. I mean to say that domino theory doesn't apply to natural disasters directly. According to this theory, there are five accident factors that act like a sequence of events like falling dominoes, starting with ancestry and social environment, resulting in fault of a person, causing an unsafe act or physical hazard that then results in an accident and thus injuries. The sequence of events can be best broken at a third factor that is unsafe act or physical hazard. Remember, these failure analysis techniques for risk identification do not have to be after the failure or an accident. In fact, they are mostly performed pre-incident, trying to forecast potential failures. There is a common question that I get from my class participants. What is the significance of techniques like HAZOPS and FMEA for those working in industries not related to manufacturing or processing? I will answer this in two parts. Firstly, in CRM program, you're not expected to master the creation of HAZOPS or other analysis reports discussed. The intention is that you understand the utility of these tools. In other words, you should know what are their capabilities, limitations, and logistics involved in managing these analyses. So if you ever confront a situation where hazards are to be identified, you are in a position to advise the alternatives and manage the process of team creation. At the minimum, you should be able to read the reports generated by these tools. Secondly, each industry has its unique risk features. While HAZOPs, FTAs, and FMEAs are more relevant to manufacturing industries or those involving complex machinery, their modified forms are also used in risk identification techniques in enterprise risk management discipline in government, services, and finance industry. In short, yes, it's true, they may not be directly relevant to all industries, but their study do help risk managers with systematic approach towards risk identification and interrelationship of cross-functional hazards and failure points. 
That's all for the recap today. I recommend you reviewing your key point notes and also referring to the book illustration for better and thorough understanding of the topics covered. Thank you.